Hey everybody, Adam Stott here. Thanks for checking out my podcast, Business Grow Secrets. You're absolutely in the right place. This podcast is going to reveal to you all of the secrets that you've been looking to discover that can allow you to cure your cash flow problems, attain more clients, bring in more leads for your business, and create systems and processes that give you the growth that you want. You are going to discover the business growth secrets you have been looking for that I've used to sell over £50 million worth of products and services on social media and help clients everywhere to grow their businesses on the mark. So let's get started on the Business Growth Secrets Podcast. So, got a few questions in tonight. I haven't got tons. We've got a few questions. So, Dan has put his question. We'll go to that one first of all about booking calls with clients. And it sounds to me, the context of the question is it sounds like he's getting a lot of clients, not managing to get all of those clients in and running out of time. And he's asking, should I have a wait list or should I just book these clients in and speak to them when I can speak to them and do my best? I think... I think this is a situation when you're at the beginning stages of a business, which Dan is, or the early stages of a business, you have got to make sure that you are going back to your clients at whatever time that you need to go back to them. You know, you're relying on those clients to drive your revenue, putting someone on a wait list. Now, some of you might find that attractive in one way or another. You're like, well, you know, I'm going on the wait list. And when you go on the wait list, you're like, oh, right, okay, finally, they got time. I don't really believe it's a strategy that would impact me. If someone said, I'll put you on the wait list, I would like, fine, I'll go somewhere else. You know, And I think that's the reality. Unless you've got something truly, truly, truly special, someone going on the wait list, if they can find your product, they can find your service somewhere else in today's world, they're going to move very, very quickly and they're going to go and get that product from somewhere else. So my answer to the question would be don't have a wait list. We'll fit the clients in exactly where you can schedule your calls. If you have to schedule your calls, whether three, four days in advance, that's fine. People will wait for an appointment call. They won't necessarily wait on a wait list, right? So you can say, look, we can speak on Wednesday at seven o'clock and people will turn up Wednesday at seven o'clock and you can have that conversation. But I think putting people on a wait list when you're new in business, you know, is asking for trouble, especially when you've got nothing going on and you're ringing them back and they're going, well, I thought I was on the wait list. It just doesn't add up, right? So make sure that you always strike why the iron is hot, right? If you've got people who want to do business with you, you should be talking to them as soon as possible. You shouldn't be waiting for anything. You should be going there. You should be closing the deals. You should be getting things done. You can't be waiting for forever to close business or close deals. You just don't want to do that, okay? You want to get it done as quickly as you can possibly get it done, okay? So I hope that answers the question for you, Dan. The second question I had this evening um, from Sandra, how do I make my clients aware that they need to wait for my orders to be made. So everybody's expecting next day delivery from Sandra's e-commerce store, and actually she needs to make the products, so it means it's not possible. So we've got a bit of a conflict there. I think that this is where you've got to look sometimes at turning your weaknesses into strengths, because to some people this is going to appear as a weakness. They've got to wait four, five, six days before they get the product that they ordered when they want it right now. So the way you've got to advertise it and you've got to twist and you've got to turn it, you've got to turn it into a real benefit. What is the benefit of them waiting? Is it because they're going to get better fit? 
Is it going to be because we custom made for them? Is it going to be that it could be like Steph does personalization? Is it going to be that it's going to be personalized? Because people don't mind waiting if there's something in it for them. If they're ordering off the shelf, they can just go and order off the shelf. That's fine. But I would look to try and put something in place that gives something special to the client for waiting. And I would advertise it and I'll put that on my website and I'd make people know that by waiting you get X, you know, or you get X or Y, whatever it might be. And you turn that weakness of the wait time actually into a strength by making it something that they really don't mind waiting for and that they can look forward to. Okay. And in your marketing, if you can switch it into more of a slogan type thing, and you can say, you know, perfectly made for your shape and size, deliver in five days, right? And you can actually have it where that becomes a part of the slogan and a part of the sale rather than thinking they're getting the next day. That's going to help you, for one, them to understand the delivery time and two, for you to get the product ready and out. Now, of course, customization, people know they customize, they're going to have to wait. So why not give them that option to customize and, and just have something small in there that's customized and that can turn it into a strength. And I think this comes to, into building your proposition. You know, people sometimes don't realize that they've got weaknesses around what they offer, but that's what branding and messaging is all about. If you can get the message right, then people are going to ignore the weaknesses and they're only going to look at the message. So it's very, very important that we turn our weaknesses into strength. We look to make sure our message is turned on its head and actually delivered as a benefit rather than as a negative you know, which I think is a really, really good way of basically spinning your product or service to make everything look better. And that's exactly what we're going to do. So when we look at building your power propositions, we like some of the questions we're going to be asking is, is absolutely why you? And I think some people have like coined this as an elevator pitch. I'm not interested in the elevator pitch because your elevator pitch, you're going to meet 50, 60, 70 people in an elevator in the next year but you're going to have 100,000 people look at your website, right? Or you're going to have you know, 100,000 people see your social media messages. What I'm interested in is not your elevator pitch, but actually your messaging. How do you convey your messaging in a way that resonates with a client and impacts them in a way that say, I need this? And I think that's what you've got to do. You've got to go and you've got to look through. This is what people don't get into those percentage gains. And we were talking about that on Business Bootcamp you know, is, is the small tweaks, the changes in copy, the changes in messaging, the changing in the irresistible offer, the changing in the no-brainer offer is going to be what takes someone from shall I, shall I to this, do this. And that's what we want your clients saying. We want to say, right, let's do it. It's a no-brainer. It's a great offer. This is fantastic. I'm going all in. I've got to get it. I need it. And that's what we want to convey in our messaging. And when your proposition is a power proposition, that's exactly what they'll say. So. You know, the answer to the question, Sandra, is look at your weakness, turn it into a strength. This could also be classified as pre-objection handling. So I'll just go very quickly into pre-objection handling. If you know you're getting an objection in your business, and I'll talk broadly to everyone here. If you know there is an objection in your business, you've got two options. One, option one, wait for the client to bring it up and lose the business. That's option one. Or option two, put it out there immediately, turn it into a benefit and get the client to opt in knowing that objection's already there. That's pre-objection handling in the sales and that's what we want to do. It's masterful and it will come. But once you've got it right, that's when we're going to start doing very, very well. Make sense? So I hope you enjoyed that one.
Hey everybody, Adam here, and I hope you loved today's episode. Hope you thought it was fabulous. And if you did, I'd like to ask you a small favour. Could you jump over and go and give the podcast a review? Of course, I'll be super grateful if that is a five-star review. We're putting our all into this podcast for you, delivering you the content, giving you the secrets, and if you've enjoyed it, please go and give us a review and talk about what your favourite episode is, perhaps. Every single month, I select someone from that review list to come to one of my exclusive Academy Days and have lunch with me on the day, meeting hundreds of my clients. So if you want that to be you, then you're going to be in with a shout if you go and give us a review on iTunes. Please, of course, do remember to subscribe so you can get all the up-to-date episodes. Peace and love, and I'll see you very, very soon. Thank you.